You're listening to the Mother Good Podcast, episode number 17. I'm Emily Carney, your host. And I'm your co-host, Lauren Michelle. I'm a wife, toddler, and boy mom, and medical student pursuing my MD here in California. And when I'm not studying, you can find me chugging a lukewarm Americano or yelling at my cats to stop scratching the couch. I'm an attorney, and I also live in Southern California with my husband, daughter, and golden doodle puppy. We here at Mother Good believe that there is no way to be a perfect mom, but many ways to be a good one. Our content is judgment-free within the context of evidence-based research. So today we are so, so excited to bring you the Katie Waldo, as she's known on Instagram. (laughs) Lauren and I have been following her for many years, and we find her account so inspirational And we interview her in this episode because she and her husband have struggled with infertility for about five years. And we recorded this episode, I think, October, um, if I'm correct, of last year. We were planning on um, airing it in the second season. And we've kind of had a a backlog because of the flu and colds and losing our voices and all that. So we're finally airing this episode Um, But we're so excited to share with you a little update from Katie. So we have Katie here for our intro to give us that update. Hi, guys. Hi, Katie. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me and for uh, having me jump in with this really super exciting update. Um, We actually found out uh, in the middle of November that we are pregnant. Um, So uh, lots of emotions as Uh, pregnancy after loss is um but we actually are just like very excited I yesterday was the start of the second trimester for me which has been like a huge milestone we've seen the baby's heartbeat and the ultrasound which is just like such an incredible experience um something that we never got to do before and so it's really just been like such a gift I've had a lot of peace about this pregnancy and so I'm thankful for that um and so uh, we actually found out I was uh right when we had recorded that episode in October, I had like skipped a cycle and was waiting on my period. And I like, it wasn't coming. And I, we had had a miscarriage, which I think I talk about a second miscarriage in July of 2019. So I kind of just figured it was my body trying to figure out what to do, how to get back on track. Um, And that was maybe why I was skipping. And so nothing was positive, like no ovulation, no positive pregnancy test. Um, So it was just kind of in this period of waiting And then I went to Ireland with Blessed Is She in early November. I was there working, um, doing some photo and video and social media for them for their retreat. And while I was there, still a a lot of the same, you know, no no sign of a cycle. Um, I knew I had ovulated at that point, but none of my pregnancy tests were positive. Um, So I was just kind of very confused at that point. Um, But we went, there was this one moment where we had a chance to go to the shrine at Knock. Uh, in Ireland, when we were through the retreat, we had a couple days to explore. And that's one of the things we chose to do. And I really just felt called um, to be bold in my prayer, you know, to ask God to um, just kind of soften my heart in a way that it hadn't been in a long time because of loss and all the things that go along with that. Um, And I really, you know, asked for Mary's intercession and just like, I don't know, I just, I felt uh, excited to pray, you know, and hopeful and open. And really, I, I think I really finally meant it when I was like, Lord, like your will be done, you know? Um, so I went, I ended up going home from that trip and, um, 
one evening, I just, I was taking a pregnancy test because now it's like the middle of November and I'm really confused and it was positive. So I went out and I talked to Steve and we took a couple more tests because you just like, can't believe your own eyes. And um, it's kind of just gone on from there. So we're really grateful, really thankful, and really just like in a peaceful place. Um, and so excited for July. <laughs> I love seeing all your updates on Instagram too. I just have to say it. And it it's so true to you to share even the not fun parts of pregnancy, even though this is something you've been waiting for for so long. I just love the authenticity there of like sharing the downsides of morning sickness and, and feeling awful. And um, you're still sharing the realness, even though you're obviously so, so grateful for this blessing. It's so cool to see. I appreciate that. I, I struggled with that for a little bit. I, I felt like Every time I felt bad, I had to follow it up with, oh, but I'm like so thankful to be pregnant. I'm so happy, you know, um, as if that isn't evident, as if that it goes without saying, um, right, you know, right. but like, I don't know. I think, you know, you think that it means because of all of this, that you can't actually just experience things as they're happening. And maybe those things are negative um, and you work through them. You know, it's I'm not immune to it because I've had infertility and it doesn't lessen the difficulty and it doesn't take away from the women who would, you know, who would love to be in my place and feel that way because I was that woman too, you know? Um, but it really does. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just felt like, okay, well, this is the reality and it's okay. I can be both things. I can be struggling through this and also be completely, totally joyful and excited. I love that too, because I remember when I was, you know, feeling nauseous every single day or vomiting when I was pregnant that I, you know, I kind of felt a little ungrateful when I would complain about it. So that makes me feel a lot better. Um, do you have any words of encouragement for any moms who are struggling right now? Like maybe they're trying to conceive and uh, maybe it's been just a few months or maybe it's been years like you. Now that you're on the other side, what I guess would you tell yourself in all those moments uh, before you knew that this day would ever come? I think what I would say um, is have courage and have hope and know that you are strong and you're going to get through this. Like no matter what, no, I mean, every amount of waiting, whether it's a month or 10 years or more or net, you know what it, it's, it's all valid. It all hurts. It's all difficult. Um, but I really just, I pray that women never lose that hope, never lose that courage, you know, to keep being open, to keep trying, you know, to keep looking for other ways to step into their calling in the meantime, in the interim. Um, and also just to know that they're strong, to know that no matter what happens, if that biological child doesn't ever come, you know, they will get through it. Their life has meaning, is beautiful, is wonderful and joyful, just as it is in that moment. And I think that that, it's probably the biggest lesson that I learned, you know, that it's just, I don't know, it's just to, you're, you're going to get through it. You are strong and you can do it. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show. We really appreciate this update. And as Emily was saying, we didn't plan this at all. So I, I just love the serendipitous nature of how this worked out so perfectly um, with our episode schedule and, and just your super exciting update. I think it's, it's um, a really hopeful piece that we can add on to the beginning of this episode um, as sort of like a, a little bow tie on the on the closure of, of your story. Definitely. And I'm so excited for all of you to finally get to listen to Katie's interview that we did with her struggles on infertility. So hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, Katie, it's great to have you here on the show. Um, I don't even remember the moment I started following you on Instagram. 
but um, I absolutely love your Instagram page. So I'm really excited to have you here on the show with us. Thank you guys so much. I'm so honored that you would ask me. I'm so grateful and I love what you guys are doing and I'm just so excited to be here. So Katie, go ahead and tell us about yourself in 30 to 60 seconds, maybe some key hats you wear, titles you hold or roles you play in your everyday life, just to, you know, familiarize anyone who isn't already following you. Okay, yeah. So I work full time in youth ministry. I'm a director of youth and young adult ministry for a parish here in Ocean City, New Jersey. Been here a little over eight years. um, So I really love that. That's my full time job. I also work part-time like seasonally as a assistant um, to a wedding planner that lives here and works in the area. Um, and then on the side, just for fun, I create content on Instagram and YouTube for my blog, and I'm part of the Blessed Is She team. So that's kind of my everyday stuff. Um, I am married to Stephen, and he is currently in his final year of nursing school, which is very exciting. We have a dog and two cute little cats, and that's about my life. (laughs) Wow, sounds like a full house. And I can definitely, I feel like my husband must really relate to you um, being the fellow spouse of someone in um, healthcare training. So I'm sure you guys could commiserate over that. Um, but yeah, that's amazing that you guys are, um, everything that you're doing, I think is awesome. And you wear so many hats, it sounds like. So I'm excited for our listeners to hear more about your story. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. It is, it feels like a lot sometimes, you know, but it is fun and I enjoy it. And it makes me feel like fulfilled to do a bunch of different things, you know? Um, so it's fun. I would love to hear more about the hat of how you became into Instagram and blogging. I know I followed you for a couple years as, as well as Lauren. And I just always love seeing your posts on Instagram because they always bring a smile to my face and you're just so real, honest and fresh. And I especially uh, like how vulnerable you are on on social media. Um, So I would love to hear more about how you got into Instagramming and blogging, what your favorite part about the community is, and what has surprised you the most. Totally. Well, first of all, thank you so much. That makes me just, it's very kind of you to say, and it makes me so happy because, you know, I mean, with everything, when you're posting things, you're always wondering like, is this worth saying? Is this something that I should say? You know, does anyone care about this? You know, um, all the stuff that goes into something that seems so simple as like an Instagram post, you know, so I really appreciate your feedback and your kind compliments are very, very kind. Um, but I started blogging with a friend actually back in 2011. And we um, we're doing that together kind of as a collaboration, but she kind of got away from it. It wasn't really something that interests her in terms of pursuing it. But for me, I had found that it was like a really big like outlet for my creativity. I like so many different things. I think that's evident in me trying to like do all the different things in terms of work. Um, but I wanted a place to be able to explore all the things that I love about, you know, being creative in terms of like photography and writing and, um, you know, just like visual imagery and and video and just like, I don't know, social media seemed like the place. So um, after our kind of collaboration ended, I started my own blog back in 2017 in January, the very first part of the year and um, have kind of just taken off from there. I started just writing 
general lifestyle stuff. And then I kind of got to a place where I wanted to share more about our struggles with infertility. And so I brought that into the mix. I like talking about like really lighthearted, quote unquote, like fluffy stuff, you know. Uh, but I also think it's important to to talk about the parts of your heart that matter to you as well, you know. And for me, that has been my struggle with infertility. So even though it's not necessarily like all going to be like, you know, light and fluffy material, I felt like it was most me to share all those parts of my heart, you know. Um, so that's kind of what put me in that direction. And I guess just showing up, I love Instagram the most for sure. And I think that the thing that I love so much about it is just, it's very positive compared to other social media outlets. I don't know if you guys agree or have had the same experience. Um, but I just find that the positivity is very refreshing versus somewhere like Facebook or even Twitter or, you know, YouTube. Um, and, and the thing that has really surprised me and been so beautiful is having other women sharing their stories with me, you know, being vulnerable, and, you know, when you decide to be vulnerable about something and that's your own story, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, and you, you like build yourself up to it and you press publish and all of that. But I just never really anticipated other women feeling vulnerable enough to share their heart with me. And that has just been like such a gift to me and so beautiful and a true way to like build community in the midst of something that's been very difficult for me. Yeah, I totally agree about, um, Instagram being a more positive place. I mean, compared to YouTube and Twitter, I can't even handle Twitter. So um, I think I think Instagram is refreshing. Yeah, it's a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you recently started a YouTube channel too. Is that right? I did. And I was like, I know I'm like so late to the YouTube game, but I like I started mine a long time ago and I just posted like original songs that I wrote and like some covers. And I like really didn't put any effort into it. Uh, but I've been getting into like just enjoying creating videos more. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna not focus like not focus on it being perfect and just do it. You know, I spend a lot of time trying to make things perfect, and then they don't get done, because um, I'm too focused on that. So I was just like, I'm just gonna start posting and we're gonna see where it goes. So exactly the perfect is the enemy of the good. I think um, that's something that we have a theme um, on our page as as well on mother good talking about how trying to be a perfect mom is not really an attainable goal and it can be the enemy of being a good one. So I think that you fit perfectly into that mission that we have. Um, And you've accomplished so much online. I would love to hear too, um, just as a little more background about some of your life offline, maybe about your life trajectory so far outside of the interwebs and just any um, basic milestones that would help people understand your story a bit better. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so I grew up in Florida, Fort Myers, so like Southwest Florida, and I went to school at Florida State, and I was part of a really awesome Catholic community there. I'm so grateful for the experiences I had there, and I graduated in 2009. I studied business, and I minored in religion, so it kind of makes sense that I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Um, and then after school uh, ended, I took an internship in Nashville with uh, Provident Music. It's like Sony's Christian Music Division or what I don't know what it is now, but it was when I was uh, interning there. Um, so I did like international marketing, which was basically just like a lot of data input, uh, but it was really fun. And I got to like meet some really cool artists and um, just have like some really cool experiences living in Nashville. I wrote my first original song when I was living there, which was really fun. Um, I went on a mission trip with a local parish and was teaching CCD. So I kind of started to explore like 
um, living my faith, you know, post-college, which was really amazing for me. Um, And then when I was living in Nashville, I actually met my husband on Catholic Match um, after my friend suggested that I go on it, even though I was like super against it. Um, But he was living in New York at the time. And so we were long distance for a little bit. And then um, this job in youth ministry opened up back where my family was living. My family, when I was in college, moved back to New Jersey, like where they're from. And so this youth ministry job opened up and I just was like, you know what, I'm going to apply. It felt kind of crazy, you know, in the moment. Um, Cause Steve and I had only been dating for a couple months, but I was like, you know, we'll just try it. We'll see where it goes. I prayed about it and you know, here I am. So that was kind of crazy. Um, and I felt like, I, I really felt like, Oh, I don't know if I'm qualified for this job or I don't know if like, this is where the Lord is calling me. Um, but I was looking at everything I was doing outside of like the work that I was doing and it was all like in the church. And I just kind of felt like that had been my story through college as well, you know, just constantly helping out and being a part of the Catholic student union was like where I was putting my time. Um, and so even though it wasn't anything I set out to do, I really did feel like the Lord was calling me to this place. Um, and I had my younger sisters here and there was no youth group and there wasn't really like community for young people. And I just thought like, well, you know, God, if this is the thing that you want, then like, I'm willing, you know, so, and here I am. That's incredible. I love how diverse your story is in terms of the experience that you have, that that's, that's so incredible. And, and what a journey to just to take that leap of faith with your, with your job and everything. Um, I would like to switch gears a little bit now and talk about uh, some of the biggest struggles that you've had in your journey with motherhood and your personal experience of motherhood. I know you mentioned a little bit earlier about infertility and your story and sharing that on social media. And I know I've read some of it and it's just so touching whenever I've read it, read your story and, you know, your whole process of working through it and where you are right now. So would love to hear your journey in motherhood and just your whole experience with that. Totally. Um, Steve and I were always really vocal about wanting to have kids, you know, from the beginning, like our whole wedding video is people saying like, they can't wait for us to have kids, which is kind of sad, but also like really beautiful that everybody was like, so behind us and so like there for us. And that's been just like a huge theme throughout our entire marriage as well. So that's been really encouraging. Um, but I, was I suspected my whole life that I had PCOS and I was formally diagnosed with it like once we were married. Um, so we did a couple like fertility treatment rounds, like with Clomid and stuff, just like whatever the church was like uh, allowing, which is basically just like medication to help you ovulate. Um, so we did that a couple times, but none of it was covered by insurance. So we got ourselves financially into not a great place at the start of our marriage. And emotionally, it was very difficult. Uh, but we just like desired children like so deeply that we thought that that was maybe, you know, what we should be doing. Um, and I don't regret it for sure. Um, but it was definitely a learning experience and a, a difficult way to kind of start that first year of marriage. Um, and so you know, after we did that for a little while, we kind of took a step back and needed a break and just really focused on one another and focused on God and obviously still like hoping and praying and being open to children. Um, But also, you know, I spent a lot of time in the early years, like putting stuff off because I thought like, well, what if I'm pregnant? You know what I mean? Like I can't do that because maybe I'd be pregnant. And I just like, there weren't like many major things, but I did hold myself back in a way that I shouldn't have. And that I know that God was not like asking of me. Um, 
And so somewhere down the road, I think that is too part of why I got into blogging with my friend and then later blogging on my own because I needed like as much as my job is so fulfilling and so wonderful, I did need like a space to feel like I could be like more creative just like personally. And that kind of led me to that. And I also felt like not a lot of women were talking about difficulties. Like everybody was talking about being open to life, but nobody was really talking about like the difficulties of like, if it doesn't happen the way you want it to happen, you know? Um, And so I just, in those moments through prayer and through kind of, you know, talking it out with Steve and figuring out what I wanted to share, I felt, you know, called to really open up and speak out about our experience and everything I'd been through and, I think too, I did it as a way to connect with other women. Cause I felt alone, you know, um, Steve is like a, a, such a great partner, like such a huge supporter, but it is totally different too, when you're a woman and you need someone like who physically, mentally, emotionally understands that too, you know? And I think, um, I found that in other women who shared their stories with me. And so I was hoping that, you know, other women might find comfort as well if they knew they weren't alone in this whole thing. Um, so that's when I kind of started talking about it and, and sharing more about our struggles with infertility. And um, so we weren't able to get pregnant at all until uh, July of 2018. Um, that was the first time we got pregnant. We got pregnant naturally, which is just so crazy because I was on medication for like months and months and months. And then I was like, I need a break. And then I was like praying and like asking for Mary's intercession. And then like I was pregnant. It was like a whole thing. Um, but Sadly, um, that ended in miscarriage. And that was honestly devastating for me because after all that time of waiting and then you you get the, the pregnancy that you so hoped for um, and then it's gone, it just was like just very heartbreaking in a lot of different ways. And it was hard on both of us. Um, and so, again, I went back to just kind of trying to continually ask God, like, you know, what, where are you calling me in this space? I think I was putting a lot of pressure on myself and on God to like, have me be a mom, you know, and have that be my thing and like, be my number one, like calling. And like, I do really hope and pray that I have a family someday. Um, but I have to also be open to the fact that that might not look the way that I think that it's going to look or the way that I would, you know, had wanted it to look from the start. Um, so I just was praying a lot through that, you know, and, and trying to ask God to use me in this time to not just let me, you know, put all my eggs in that basket and think like, okay, this is the only thing for me. This is all I have to offer, you know? Um, and so through that, I just continued to share my story and to write more and to show up on Instagram and to, you know, listen to other women who are going through similar things and to lean on other women who had been through it. Um, and they gave me so much like insight, which was so beautiful and so helpful. Um, and we got pregnant again, actually this past July and again, it ended in miscarriage. Um, and in terms of that, I don't know, I felt a little, I mean, it's still, it was heartbreaking and it was sad and terrifying in its own way. Cause it's like each a different experience, which you don't even think about that either. You know, that miscarriage is not just miscarriage. Um, but in a way, too, like, I don't know, it gave me hope in a way that I hadn't because the first time I got pregnant and I lost it, I thought, like, well, that was my only chance. That was it. You know what I mean? Um, so right. really, I was as much as I would have loved to have a living child and hold that baby. I was so grateful to know, um, 
you know, to have that gift of being pregnant again, of, of, you know, knowing that there's another little one in heaven that I can ask her intercession for on behalf of our family. And, um, just to give thanks to God for, for the gifts that they are. Um, so that's kind of where I am now. It's been a, a bit of processing and a bit of, you know, an emotional roller coaster. And I definitely still like, I'm in a place where it's a little easier for me to talk about it because I'm like almost six years in. Um, but it definitely, you know, there are definitely difficult days and difficult times and things that trigger me that I'm not expecting. And, um, you know, I'm getting older and even though I'm not old, you know, like biologically, think about all that stuff. We are not old, no. <laughs> so there's definitely like, you know, you have all these things that go into it that, that make you think about it. But again, I'm just trying to embrace everything that God is doing with my story and not just sit and say like, well, this one thing's not happening. So it's all the worst. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you for sharing that too. I, even though it's, I know it's still fresh, the recent miscarriage, I had no idea. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I think it's really brave of you too, to be willing to put it out there in the internet where there's um, like, for example, I love your little blocked series you have of the random singers who message you on Instagram. And I mean, you're putting it out there for anyone to see, but I think you're helping so many women who are experiencing similar things and also just spreading awareness too, because I think, as you mentioned, people sometimes expect things to happen a certain way in their marriage or just assume that this is something that's going to happen. But um it, it doesn't for many women happen the way they wanted it to. And I think it's important for people to think about that too. So I think it's awesome that you're spreading awareness about it and sharing. Um, I think one of the, the more negative things that can happen is tell me if I'm wrong, but um, I know people love to give their own opinions for better or for worse. Have you maybe been on the receiving end of unwanted advice about all of this and how have you dealt with that? I'm sure in a very, gracious manner. <laughs> I have received so many different things, so many different pieces of advice. Um, the ones I love are like, just relax and it'll happen. Um, which I puts like onus on me as if like, I'm, I'm the, like a lot of the, the, the advice quote unquote that I get, it's like almost putting the blame on the woman. You know what I mean? Like saying, yeah. like, just relax. You're too uptight. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Or like, just don't think about it. It'll happen. Or I'm like, no, it's not magic. Like it literally, you can't just like, anyways. So I think that um, I've had a lot of things like that where people will just say like, oh, it'll be like, you know, whenever the right time or everything happens for a reason or like, you know, all the things people say. I think honestly what I've learned is that I think people want to be kind most do, you know, most aren't just trying to like, listen to themselves talk. They're trying to connect, they're trying to be kind and to, to say that they see me and that they care. It's just maybe like a communication issue, or they don't know how to say it, or it's like a very sensitive, you know, sometimes taboo thing to talk about. And so they don't know how to approach it. So I just try to think about that when I'm receiving that information because I'm not I don't want to be rude back I don't want to say like thanks a lot for nothing your words don't mean anything because I know they're trying like and coming from a good place you know um but I think that a way to combat that for me is to kind of just 
I think I did a post once where it was like how to get pregnant if you have PCOS. And it's a whole sarcastic blog post. I was like really in a mood that day. And <laughs> this was like posting all of the crazy advice people had given me before um, in a joking manner because it's also very like opposite. It'll be like, don't exercise too hard. Oh, but you have to exercise. Or, you know, like don't sleep too much, but you need to get enough sleep. Like right. it's just a lot of conflicting advice as well on how to actually just, get pregnant. Just like advice given to women in general, I feel yeah. like is always contradictory. Yeah. And I'm just like, this makes no sense, but okay, guys. So um, I think that to me, it's really, I just try to think about where the person's coming from, how most likely, most likely they're coming from a good place and they're trying to connect and be kind. Um, and I just say like, Oh, totally. Or, you know, I just say something that's like amenable and not going to stir anything up. Um, and then later I say to Steve, I can't believe this happened. Can you believe this happened? <laughs> you know, so I just try my hardest to be kind and gracious and think about where they're coming from. Yeah, that's, that's really good advice to try to think about it from their perspective. And, and just as you said, it is true that a lot of times people probably just don't know what to say. I know I myself find myself in that situation, you know, since I, if I haven't personally gone through something, then I just don't know really what to say to someone like stumbling to find the words and I don't want to offend them, but I also want to comfort and give hope. So that's that's a good perspective. And I think as you were talking to, I think part of it is that, you know, since traditionally these haven't been issues that we have talked about that, especially our parents' generation, like, there's just no precedence on like, how do we talk about these topics that right. we haven't talked about, you know, for hundreds of thousands of years, you kind of push under the rug. And now all of a sudden, they're out in the open, and we can't just say some pleasantries and just, you know, sweep them under the rug. So totally. this is your this made me kind of think of that. Um, I guess when you were talking, I was wondering, um, you know, from my perspective, since I haven't personally, you know, hopefully never I've, will experience, you know, miscarriage yeah. and infertility. But, um, you know, I know a couple people who have had secondary infertility, you know, so it's a little bit different or just fertility completely, you know, from the onset. Do you have any advice for people who maybe haven't struggled with it? And what would be the words to say, like, for example, what, what should I say to, you know, if, if I met you on the street, and you shared, shared with me what you're going through, what, what would you want to hear? That's a great question. Um, honestly, I think the biggest part of all of that, like whether you're on the, you know, like if you're on the end of it where you're trying to be comforting and connect and and to just like be there for someone in your life who's been through this, I think listening is the biggest thing because um, there are no right words. You know, even when I've been through these experiences, I still feel like I don't know what to say to a mom who's had a miscarriage, you know, even though I've had my own, because they are like, just such an individual experience, you know, and you don't know what's going to be helpful for someone and and not for someone else or a trigger for someone else. So I think just being there being open to listening. um, You know, if you know the person well enough, being willing to ask them about it, if you think they're in a place to talk about it. Like I really appreciate when my friends ask me because then I feel like seen and not forgotten, you know, um, especially cause a lot of my friends and family members are mothers. Um, so I really do appreciate when they include me and recognize me in that way. But I know that also some people don't want to talk about it. So I think it's more about you who you are for that person in their life and knowing them and kind of knowing that maybe just listening is going to be the best thing. 
Um, or maybe they are ready to just sit down and really like talk it all out. And truly like just someone being there for me and saying like, I'm, you know, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking of you. Anything is just so comforting and kind. I'm never looking for someone to like have the right words or say the right thing. I just appreciate like being seen. I think that's so applicable no matter what someone is going through just to try to listen. Um, I mean, even for me, like going through medical training right now, they're always constantly reminding us that when patients are sharing a struggle with us, that we're not supposed to be just trying to solve every single issue. But sometimes it's just about listening because you can't fix everything, whether that's in your friend's life, in your own life, and in your work, you can't fix every problem, but you can heal by just listening. So I think that's really excellent advice. Right. And there's something so therapeutic too about just being able to talk about it. I know that that's, that's how I am too. I've, you know, I've struggled with something a little bit different in just my postpartum journey, just having extremely difficult postpartum recovery, which, you know, everyone that I've talked to, and I know personally, they haven't experienced and they just kind of bounce right back after having a baby, you know, a couple months later, and they can just go on exercising. And I've just felt like such an invalid for a couple years. But, you know, just being able to talk about it with my friends, just as you were saying, just to be able to just kind of vent or just explain like, this is what I'm going through now. It just that in and of itself just brings me peace, just as you were saying. So I, I really think that's great advice. I think like, I mean, honestly, I have to take I have to take it too, because I'm not a great listener. You know, I try so hard to do that and to be able to be there for people in my own way. But that but yeah, it's like just overall, I think we could all be better listeners for each other. Now, I'm curious, Katie. So um, going forward, I love what you said about kind of learning from your past mistake of kind of putting your life on hold because you're trying to predict the future and you're worried about how things will turn out. And I think everyone can relate to that. Um, what is What are your and Steve's hopes for the future right now? And what are some things maybe you're focusing on going forward? Um, because obviously, this is just one part of your life. You're a multidimensional person and you have so much going on. So I would just love to hear about um, kind of what the future looks like for you right now. Totally. Um, well, we, Steve and I are really excited. I mean, he's in his final year uh, of his RN in June, which is like so wonderful. I'm so proud of him. And I'm sure you can relate. It is like tooth and nail, you know, um, but he is getting there and he's like just doing so well. I'm so excited for him. So we're looking forward to that and, you know, thinking about kind of what's next for us and things like, you know, saving for a house and, um, just kind of wondering where we're going to land. All of that stuff is really fun to think about and still always being like open to children, hoping to have a family down the road. Um, and if not, if not biologically, I think we're both very open and have discussed at length uh, fostering or adoption. Those are both things that have been on our hearts for a while. And I think we'll come up in conversation regardless of us having biological children or not, you know? Um, so I think that's something that we think about in the future too. I do feel called like to be a parent and I know that Steve does as well. And, you know, I hope that again, if it's not our own biological child, that it can be, um, you know, a good home and a good haven for another child and that, you know, they would be our own, even if it wasn't the way that we thought it was going to look like, you know, um, and individually just kind of, for me, continuing to pursue things creatively and see where God is calling me and, 
and enjoy the beauty of spiritual motherhood. Like that's the great part about my job. Like I'm so grateful that I've been eight years, you know, helping other families walk with their kids in their journey of faith. You know, like that has been such a gift to me in a way that I could never describe, um, especially not having had my own children. And so I'm just so grateful for that. Like some of my first students are now in college and we started a young adult group and that's like just been so wonderful for my heart and like so beautiful to see them growing and like pursuing the Lord and all of that. So I think um, just continuing to be open and asking God where he's calling me, being willing um, and, and really like, you know, like I said before, just not letting myself be held back by what I think is going to happen and just being open to maybe, you know, wherever the Lord is calling me. That's beautiful. Yeah. Spiritual motherhood is really undervalued. I feel like that there's so much potential there that just isn't fully tapped into. So I'm so glad that you've been able to fully explore that and experience that now. Um, Uh, So now we would like to ask uh, the final question that we usually ask every guest who's on our show. And I know we've talked about this theme throughout our conversation about, you know, not being perfect and plans not going the way that we expected them to in our life. Um, But we ask, you know, what's an example of a time when you realize it's okay not to be perfect and it's okay to be good instead? Um, I think I honestly, since I don't have living children, I've experienced this most in my relationship with my own mother. Um, she worked, she was a nurse. And so she worked throughout my childhood and wasn't necessarily able to be there for every single thing that I did. She tried, I mean, she like was there for almost everything, you know, and she, and my dad worked opposite schedules so that like we could at least be always home with one parent. Um, and so to me, I think while, you know, Steve grew up in a totally different experience. You know, his mom was home for most of his life um, and then worked later on and went back to work as they got older. Um, And I think there's a lot of like back and forth between moms. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong about like, oh, stay at home is best or work is best or, but you know what I mean? Um, But I really just think like being who you are as a mom is best, you know? And I think that for me, I don't feel any less, like valued or cared for because my mom worked, you know, and I don't think that, uh, I think Steve would say the same about his experience with his own mom. Um, so that's been a huge learning lesson for me and something that I hope to take into motherhood myself, you know, to not put so much pressure on what everyone is telling you is the best, you know, and just trusting that you're discerning what is best for your family and for your own children. And knowing that like, you know, your kids, like, I don't know. I I can't speak for everybody, but for me, like, I don't feel like my mom wasn't there for me, you know, just because of maybe like, I don't even remember things that she quote unquote missed because she was there for so much, you know, and she was present when she was there. And that was the whole thing for me. Right. Yeah. It's so hard to let go of expectations of what we think we should be and just be who we really are called to be. So that's, that's so true and such a beautiful testimony. Well, thank you, Katie, so much for coming on the show today. We loved hearing about your story. And thank you for being vulnerable, even, you know, on the air here outside your normal YouTube and Instagram. Um, We really appreciate it. And I really think a lot of people will identify with the things we've talked about today. Thank you, ladies, so much. I'm so grateful that you included me in your beautiful, beautiful mission. And I'm so glad that I could be on here with both of you today. So thank you. 